0: Welcome to the Bob Bloom Interviews with your host, Bob Bloom. A production of South LaSalle. Welcome to episode four of the Bob Bloom Interviews podcast, Guide for Guests, Today is Saturday, April 1st, 2023. The Bob Bloom Interviews is my monthly podcast where I interview people involved in the PHP language to be published at least monthly on the 15th of the month. My main interview focus is pairing PHP with serverless platforms. This is your podcast host, Bob Bloom. A famous vaudevillian comic who made it big in post-World War II Hollywood reportedly gave this advice, get an act. That is exactly my attitude when it comes to my podcasts. I have to have an act. Why are listeners going to listen to me? Who are my listeners? And now that I want sponsorship, why would anyone want to sponsor my podcasts? For this podcast, my interview show, I keep thinking of one single word, substantive, to have interviews of substance. Who are my listeners? PHP Developers. Why are PHP developers listening to my show? Because they want to hear interesting stuff that they might not hear elsewhere. They are going to hear interesting interviews of substance. The topics are going to be about PHP serverless. Interviews will be packaged in 20 to 25 minute episodes. Each episode will be single themed about one topic. The topic will be technical about PHP serverless. We will kick off interviews with a lead question about the topic. Instead of question and answer interviews, my guest and I will be conversational. We'll see where we go. I'll ask follow-up questions. My guest will do most of the talking. At the 15-minute mark, we'll start to wrap things up, returning to the topic. This means that my guest has to be okay with talking about real stuff. Our interview will have no substance when my guest does not want to talk substantively. Since my act, so to speak, is doing substantive interviews, having a guest that does not want to give an interview of substance spoils my act. I will send guests topics that I want to cover. I will send my guests questions that I want to ask. My guests will pre-approve topic and questions. There will be no surprises. In my own experience doing interviews, there were guests that, despite pre-approving everything and despite agreeing to delve into specific issues during the interview, did not talk substantively. They played around. They danced. They spewed baffle gab. They joked. They interviewed me. Do not be this guest. My interviews must be substantive. If substantive is not your cup of tea, just decline my invitation. I know that there were limits to what a guest can say. A guest must not disclose corporate confidential information. A guest may understand the real reason why a technical issue a PHP faces when using a service the guest is talking about, but cannot disclose this reason. I do not want my guest to violate any non-disclosure agreements. I do not want my guest to see anything that will cause them problems back at the office. To me, being substantive does not equate to saying things that guests are not at liberty to discuss. This is why I want to know what we can talk about. I want my guests relaxed and confident that they are not going to be put on the spot. I know that there are limits to what my guests can say. My interviews are by and for PHP developers. So let's get technical. Let's get under the hood. Let's go behind the scenes. Topics and questions are not controversial by nature. I'm just here addressing the edge case. I'm also airing past grievances from interviews I did, what seems like half a lifetime ago. At that time, things were pretty casual, and guests' antics a lot of times did not really matter. But deep down, I do not feel so casual about my interviews podcasts. Back then, I had one show and did all sorts of different things for it. I could take a break from interviewing, or I could keep scheduling interviews. What difference did it make? There was no sponsorship. There was no rigid schedule to worry about. So what if the guest turned out to be a dud? Well, actually, sometimes it did matter that an interview went downhill because... There were a number of interviews that I never published, and these were not once-in-a-while things either. The problem seemed to have become significant when, well, when I got a bit of a following, when people actually wanted to be on my podcast because it would benefit them. That's when the antics started. That's what I remember. The truth is, now that I have created three separate podcast shows And I would love to revert to doing one show only, but it's the wrong thing to do. To have one show with multiple formats. Now that I seek sponsorship, and now that I actually care about having some people actually listen to my podcasts, I need to keep to one format per show, and I need to structure each show in some way, and I need to keep to a schedule. My interviews podcast show has the most potential for garnering an audience. Well, so I think. I think... My new PHP Serverless News podcast has a decent potential for drawing a modest audience. I think my commentary podcast is going to remain mostly a passion project despite any sponsorship. So I am looking at my interviews podcast differently than I did half a lifetime ago. I have my own expectations. Interviews go well with the right guests, and well, I am my own personality too, and not everyone takes to yours truly. Furthermore, since we are on the subject, I had a very bad tendency to interview myself. Many interviews, yes. My solution to these defects is to try to shut up when interviewing. Once I am done asking my lead-off question, follow-up questions is more designed to keep me quiet than anything else. Also, follow-up questions means I have to listen to my guest so I can respond to what they are saying in real time. Hopefully I can respond as such and combine my follow-ups with some research so we can go deeper with PHP serverless technologies. That is the plan. We'll see how theory plays out in the real world. The number one thing that I want to achieve with my interviews is to have substantive conversations. Half a lifetime ago, sometimes it was enough to focus on their personality to learn about the person I am interviewing, especially if I was interviewing a celebrity. It's okay to talk about the weather, the challenges of big-time differences, the state of our favorite sports teams, what school a guest attended, reminiscences about first jobs, and that sort of thing. But, well, I'm pretty sure this sort of thing is not going to cut it now. Personally, I'm not really interested in doing these kinds of interviews. It would be great to interview ce- interview celebrities but to me it does not matter who you are what matters is that we talk substantively This is going to sound weird but if there are passages in our interview that go downhill I'm probably going to want to scrap our entire interview and by downhill I mean that a person's character was called into question or corporations inadequacies were enumerated passionately or politics was introduced into the conversation The conversation ceased to be substantive. The conversation opened me up to a bit liability. The conversation made my interview feel less welcoming to future potential guests that I interview. You know, downhill. I want to record my interviews as if they are being broadcast live. I want to publish my interviews as is. Ideally, I do not want to do any editing. The most editing that I want to do is to delete long, silent pauses where nothing is said. I want to adjust sound levels, but that's it for editing. If I start editing my podcasts, I risk changing the meaning of what my guests are saying with my editing. I want my guests to be confident that what they say and how they say it will be published exactly as they did it when we recorded the interview. The problem is not the obvious, egregious passages. The problem is the stuff that's not really obvious. Because I take a heavy hand to passages that I think open me up to liability, it can be hard to explain to a guest why I chopped up an interview so much that it sounds disjointed. If I compensated for such editing by adding in my own newly recorded verbiage after the fact... Then it would be a different thing than what we recorded. Sure, I reserve the right to all final edits, including the right not to publish an interview. However, I would rather not do any editing. I want to publish our interview as is, not even editing out the long silent pauses. And of course, I would rather publish my interviews than not publish them. Something that I have done in the past was ask my guests if it was okay that I excise a specific passage. Sometimes I did so while recording and then delete that entire sequence during editing. Sometimes I catch something while editing and email my guest for their permission to excise that passage. Sometimes I ask my guest to preview my final audio production file to make sure they are okay with everything, perhaps pointing out a passage in particular, and perhaps just not. In general, it is better for me to scrap an entire interview than to edit an interview, because I want to avoid disputes that I am manipulating interviews during editing for my own, perhaps nefarious, purposes. And what happened in days gone by, guest treated our recordings as being live because i they knew i was just apt to publish our interviews as is with very little or no editing it really did make for a better interview i have no recollection of a guest getting angry at me because they thought i was manipulating the interview during editing nor do i have any recollection of anyone getting angry at me because i chopped something out to the best of my knowledge Word did not get around that people should avoid doing interviews with me. I want to enjoy people not getting angry at me while doing my new interviews podcast show. Of all the things to worry about, would you believe that at at the top of my list is swearing? And not because I am personally offended, because really I don't give a shit about swearing on my podcasts. However... In my experience doing podcasts, interviews, or just commentary, swearing is like potato chips. You can't have just one. Diminishing returns hits hard with swearing. At some point, and that point comes much sooner than later, swearing loses meaning. It conveys nothing. All our listeners will hear is the swearing. Even when you use the word shit, it does not take long to sound like that scene in the movie *The King's Speech*. Do you know the F word? Fornication. Alberti. Oh, fuck. 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 Fucking fuck. Fuck. <laughs> fucking bugger, 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 buggedy, 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 fuck, fuck, ass, oh, yes. balls, balls, fuckity, you see, shit, fucking Willie, Willie, shit, and fuck. Which leads to an overarching problem with audio podcasts. Video podcasts are trending, YouTube just released podcasting features, but I am just doing audio podcasts, and that means your body language will not be seen. Your body language conveys a lot of meaning to what you say: your facial expressions, your body's movements, your hand gestures. these are very important nonverbal signals to people about what you mean. With the benefit of body language, colloqu- excuse me, colloquialisms, turns of phrases, popular culture references, and swear words have meaning. With the benefit of body language, colloquialisms, turns of phrases, popular culture references, and swear words have meaning. Wording that in and itself is vague conveys meaning nonetheless because nonverbal body language compensates with specific meaning that vague wording lacks. What happens when people cannot see your body language? All our listeners have to go on is what you say, and how you say it. There is no other way to convey meaning. That we are doing substantive interviews is not a help either. Being vague is the opposite of being substantive. We need to be precise, and this is easier, much easier said than done. But let's try. Be precise, steer clear of terminology, steer clear of baffle gab, and just talk plain. English. I will interview one person at a time. Guests will enjoy my undivided attention. I do not do controversies, real or manufactured. I do not do shock chalk. I do not critique, criticize, nor denigrate people or companies. When critiquing technologies, I am specific, if I critique at all. I want to sleep well at night which means not worrying about getting sued or getting cease and desist orders. It is preferable that guests use an external microphone. Dogs bark? Horns honk? Sirens blare? There are children about. No worries, we'll keep recording nonetheless. There are no hermetically sealed recording environments anymore. And finally, generally... I do not do transcripts. Thank you for listening to my fourth episode of the Bob Bloom Interviews Guide for Guests. My next podcast episode should be my first interview, which at this time has not been booked. You have been listening to a South LaSalle production. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of South LaSalle, Bob Bloom nor of the organizations represented. Links and materials discussed on air are available in the show notes for this show. Information contained herein have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable but are not guaranteed. Podcasts are released under copyright. Rights are reserved. Email correspondence to the attention of Bob Bloom at bob.bloom at